podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballers. I am your host, Hunter, and this week I've got the full crew with me, Steve Stokes, Matt Lamborn, and Wise FIFA. Wise, how are you doing this week? Doing well, doing well. We're getting excited in the States here. March Madness is picking up. Got that March Madness fever. A good distraction from FIFA, if you will. Very nice. I don't watch basketball, but I know a lot of people are excited about it. Steve, how are you this week? Very well, Hunter. Yeah, okay. Been an interesting week. Lots to discuss. Lots of fallout from EA again. And I was under the impression that every month is madness in the United States. So what's so special about March? Moving on. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing this week? I'm okay, buddy. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm still recovering from doing two pretty high energy, high, high topic, for lack of a better word, uh, podcast last week. So uh, if we can bring things down to a little bit of normality this week, that'd be good. But I do know we've got some some weird EA stuff to sort of touch upon again this week. So uh, I'm gonna try my best to keep up with that. Yeah, we um, we got quite a bit of information that, that came out, um, whether they wanted it to come out or not. Uh, by that, I mean, first we had Icon Gate that we already discussed a few times. And then maybe a day or two later, we had this Daily Mirror article that came out where a reporter interviewed an EA representative and basically asked a, a series of questions. And the answers given which if you're listening to this now, this is Thursday afternoon in the United States. You've probably seen them already, but if you haven't, do encourage you to go check that article out. Um, you can see it on various pages of Twitter. But essentially what EA told us is that everybody has access to everything in the game without spending money. You just you just have to get good. You just have to be a great trader and um get very lucky in packs apparently um i don't understand how you can get any item you want because maybe we just don't know maybe we just don't have the holy grail but after that article came out then we had some issues with packs people started getting random packs like a lot of packs icon packs so i saw somebody got a duplicate player of the month messy um which i don't know how that happens um but these packs were going to the wrong accounts and this was the day after they told us that everything about FIFA and their platform is fair, yet they gave out packs to people who didn't deserve them and basically said, well, you can keep them. We're not going to do anything to compensate those that didn't get it. If th That's their idea of fair. Oh, whatever. Um, then yesterday we had an issue with the web app that came out. Um, for some reason it was in developer mode and you can see all the hidden metrics that they use to adjust things within the web app, within the trading market, within packs, how they display, how they function. Um, I'm not going to go into detail on those because one, I don't understand coding, uh, especially not to that degree. And then uh, today they put out another tweet that basically said, we have an issue where you can only buy packs via FIFA points so much for packing players without spending money. Um, <laughs> they they got that sorted out rather quickly. But uh, that said, all of these things seem to be spiraling almost what it seems is out of control. Uh, Steve, 
What's your take on all of this? There's a lot to unpack there, Hunter. I think, um, first of all, dealing with the article in the mirror, I don't think that was aimed at us at all. Uh, EA's response wasn't aimed at foot players. I think that it was really directed at people who probably got a sniff of things from from the reporting that had gone on about uh, Icon Gate, that maybe EA's, you know, a bit of a shady company. So I think that response was was really aimed at people who don't understand foot, um, who would just read it at face value and say, well, you know, all these accusations have been bandied about, but it looks like they've addressed them all there. You know, nothing to see here. Let's move on. But um, I, I think it's it's an insult, frankly, to to players of all levels, really. I mean, I, I know a lot of pros feel particularly wounded by it um, because it's just, it's absurd. It's just nothing less than absurd to suggest that anybody can get access to these packs. I mean, you crunch some numbers, Hunter. Maybe you want to let the listeners in on those. Yeah, um, you can you can see that post on my Twitter. But basically, what I did is went in and, and calculated the rewards as if I had won. I gotten number one in weekend league every single weekend for a full year. Number one in squad battles and division one, tier one, and division rivals every week. Also added in there that I was able to achieve a net profit in the trading market of one million coins per week. All of that stuff added up together, I would still be six hundred and forty thousand coins short of buying the top five cards on the market. But if you if worked, you could even find those cards. If you worked a little bit harder on your trading, Hunter, and maybe doubled that to two million, then it'd become realistic. So um, essentially you'd have to be top ten trader in the world? Yeah, of course. And I mean I've and be undefeated. I've spoken to Right Foot about it, who's who's been a top 100 trader for many years, and he's, you know, he's saying there's no way that he could trade to that extent. And I think what we've got here really is that EA are talking about technicalities. Yes, technically stretching it is possible. I mean, uh, in your model there, if if you had incredible pack luck. Yeah, you probably could get up to your 75 million that you need, but it's really stretching the the limits of credibility, really, to say that it's possible, I think. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I think it's it's revealing what a lot of us have probably known for years, that the EA are generally highly shambolic, and they don't seem to have a very good reign on everything that their system, their back office administration portal is is capable of who's got access to what you know um the head's talking to the tail and it's not making sense you know maybe it's gotten too big that they, they can't quite handle the size of their operation anymore either way it just appears very disorganized and i think the most disappointing aspect is that we know that these companies make mistakes and i don't really care when they make mistakes it's how they handle the fallout of the mistake and EA's unwillingness to be accountable for any of their errors means that they're never really going to get any better at how they handle this shit. So it's disappointing, um, but somewhat predictable. And I think the one thing that we all know is that it doesn't matter how many times they fuck up in this regard or reveal themselves to be completely ridiculously unorganized and unprofessional that no one's really voting with their feet and walking away from the game especially those who are involved at the the content end of 
the FIFA community. So if no one's really prepared to to move with their feet or vote with their wallet for a, a different expression, what incentive is there for EA to ever change? And the answer is very little because we're not moving on, we're not doing something else when they, they punish us in one way or another. So they'll just carry on doing things the way they do and scooping up enormous profits as they go. It's getting to the point where it's shambolic to the point of incompetence, isn't it? I mean, can you imagine a scenario where this was happening with a company like Apple? I mean, purely because Apple have got competitors, people would switch to Windows, they'd switch to Android, whatever. There's an alternative. And I think that's the crux of the problem. There's Basically, EA have got a monopoly on on the market and they can do what the hell they like and and they are doing. Um, and it's, there's just as Matt correctly pointed out there there is no accountability they, in that article in the Daily Mirror they had the opportunity to say look you know what maybe we could make a few adjustments here and there but they haven't they've just completely whitewashed it and said no it's fine nothing to see here move on yeah and, and even the uh, one of the one of the questions that the reporter asked the EA representative will EA provide full transparency to the community regarding the results of the investigation and the answer given was, we highly value and appreciate the commitment and support of the FIFA community in helping identify it. Uh, we provided a transparent update in our initial findings and pitch notes, which didn't really reveal much. It just said that we have suspicious activity and we're looking into it. And then they said, we will continue to provide updates. Didn't really answer the question because to me, the question said transparency, full transparency. And we know they won't. But uh, Wise, what's your take on all this? Yeah, no, i not going to be the dead horse anymore it's it's troubling and you know they have a monopoly on it and like matt and steve correctly pointed out we can't really do and we're not going to go anywhere else i it it lends back to i think just in general we were worried about ea earlier in the game cycle for something or another you know there's the the list is so long but i've been worried about this for so long that they've just gotten so complacent it feels like and that is you know maybe Game cycle is not going to matter, but you know, two game cycles, three game cycles, four, five years down the road, I think this is going to have a pretty drastic effect on it, and they're going to lose. They're going to lose what credibility with their player base, or they've put themselves in a very vulnerable position for something to emerge in the future that does catastrophically end their position as the big market player in this. And so they just got to be worried about it. I mean, we can't. You four guys talking about FIFA on a podcast that yes, it does directly impact one of the person's here's, you know, job and a lot of our hobbies, but at the same time, we just aren't gonna be able to do anything about it until they actually take us, the community, more seriously, which is unfortunate. And the biggest risk that they have is it's not the accountability from the, the general public and their player base that's gonna be their their downfall. It's how much they rub the actual FIFA brand into the ground, and the you know the FIFA governing body actually decides to claw back their license in a similar vein that Disney did when EA fucked up with Star Wars a couple of years ago, and really made them sort their their shit out big time. Right, and I th- I could I could see them heading for a, a cliff like that in the future. Hopefully not. Hopefully they've learned their lesson. But I think they're also really worried about. You know the UK and their position there in this mirror article with your regulatory body versus the regulatory body that's in the United States and North America, other countries in North America, because what this Canadian company. But 
you guys are so much of their market, it's not even funny. The other aspect of it, though, that on a lighter hearted note, it seems that like, yeah, you could trade all you want. Hunter's post was excellent. You could play the game and be the best as much as you want. But really, the skill that we all need to be good at is networking. Kids out there, adults out there listening, networking is what matters. Make sure you know the right people at EA so that in the future you reap the benefits before it gets canceled. Before we move on from that, can I just point to one line in there that really grabbed my attention where it said that um, pro players have got to be good at metagaming and that involves blah 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 master squad rotation, etc. What the fuck has squad rotation got to do with anything? <laughs> I think they meant by that is like selling players at the right time because and getting the and getting the newer levels of those icons. That's what I think that was speaking to for me. And I thought what they meant by squad rotation is that you need to have essentially a a club full of enough players to deal with different permutations that they might throw up from time to time. So you have your best weekend league team, then you have something for managerial masterpiece, and then you need a silver team and blah, blah, blah. It's not as varied as it perhaps needed to be in the past when they could throw just about anything. It's somewhat predictable. You know, we need maybe two or three squads. You could probably get away with having, you know, 100 players or less in your club. But what they're saying is you need to be able to to pivot from what you think is your best team at any, any given week because we can change it up. But they don't. Generally, and that, that, again, is another criticism. It's all become very static, but yes, I like squad rotation. I'd love to be have an excuse to have a massive club full of players that I actually needed instead of just using the same sort of pool of 25 all the time. It's absurd. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, there was... Um, they, they call it a multifaceted game of skill. Um, and they talk further on in the article about it being fair and equal playing field, things like that. Is it really, though, in your opinion? I mean, because pros have to bring their own teams to qualifiers, or am I wrong? No, 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 no. When you get when you get to a qualified event, they give you unlocked accounts. But you have to provide your own cards in order to get to the qualifier in the right. first that's, place. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, for the that's the first part. But after you get to a certain stage, it is. I remember when when Tex first arrived on the scene. The best player he'd used in the game up until he got to the final was Mane who wasn't all that great at that point. So he'd managed to qualify very bare bones and then had all of these amazing players that supposedly blew his little mind and obviously he did very well with it. I'm not sure if it was Tex you were referring to or someone else, but he definitely uh, came through a similar route. I think the reason why it's really so insulting is this, though, really, that uh, it's, uh, anybody who's played the game knows that it's patently unfair and that it's designed to be unfair. It's, it's intentionally built into the model of the game. You know, somebody with the mythological credit card FC who can afford to spend, I don't know, let's say £10,000 on the game. Are, are you telling me that somebody who doesn't spend a penny on it can compete with them on a level playing field and, and that fairness prevails. It's just, it's, it's absolute bullshit is what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, I, t- to be fair, I think you can. I mean, we've all probably had cases in the past where we've come up against those god squads and beat them in weekend league with a squad that we all know is much more attainable than what it is, you know, for being above average FIFA players. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that if... No, 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 no. I'm telling you, yeah, Steve, I'm telling you, if you gave me a squad with every prime moment in their best position, you know, the the best players in their respective positions and team of the years, Tex would still be able to beat me with a gold 
Premier League squad. Absolutely. Yeah, he would, but that's because Tex is a much better player than you. Yeah, but that's the, but we're also then talking about, I mean, you're talking about one in a million on both sides. So in a sense, like you no, can... No, no, what I'm saying is that if I met somebody of similar playing ability to myself and I was running a Road to Glory account and this other guy had loaded up £10,000 with a fee for points, he'd smash me. Yeah, but I mean, the game also matches you up against players that are worse than you with better teams and you smash them. So like, I mean, you know, it's a, it, there is a balancing act. Nah. The, 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 there's going to always nah. be an allowance for un like an allowance for the unfairness because nothing can ever be perfect, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see this particularly what we're talking about here as at all problematic because if we all had the same sort of level of team, it would be boring as hell. You know, we'd just be playing Real Madrid v Barcelona in a friendly every day, like we do in normal versus mode before ultimate team was a thing everyone just picked the best two teams on the game and it was practically even that's not interesting that's why ultimate team became a thing i don't mind the fact that it's imbalanced and there's a degree of pay to win in it and you can you know determine at your own leisure how much of the pay to win elements important to you and adjust for it accordingly but we all enjoy starting off slow building up our teams over a period of time whether we put money in a little bit a lot or, or not at all that's part of the the fun aspect of ultimate team so that for me isn't necessarily an issue. It's when that they they try and portray it that it's totally even though across the board and try and sell it as a perfectly balanced game, which it isn't, and try and make us all look really stupid to the, like the general media who then wonder what the hell we're moaning about. That's where it becomes problematic. They they missell the reality and we end up looking foolish as a result. It's it's designed to make you buy packs. If if I play against somebody who I can tell is a bad player but he's got a star-studded team and he wins because he gets away with the bullshit if I'm playing at that level where I'm meeting those teams game in game out I'm going to be driven to go and buy FIFA points and do the same that those guys have done you know that that's what I'm saying about when it's unfair it's just, it's just the whole system is set up to to be unfair, to drive people to FIFA points. Obvious. Absolutely. You know, EA as a money-making corporation, I agree. Steve, in your point, isn't wrong. I just don't know the what I, the counter to that is. I just don't know how much of the FIFA community base feels that they need to buy or cares enough about the game to buy FIFA points on the scale. I would think that everybody who has bought FIFA points has done it. What other reason would you buy FIFA points? You do it to improve your team and get a competitive edge, surely. There's no other reason. I mean, yeah, or the fact that you like to open packs and stuff like, uh, you know, you like the thrill of collecting items, if you will. We've talked about how some people play this game to collect. But I, I you know... I think we need to agree to disagree-wise. No, no, I, I agree, but I just don't think that this... Uh, the This is excellent for a large amount of people in the FIFA content community because we love to rip on yay given rightfully so in this scenario, and because it gets more traction and more views and whatnot, I we need to hold them accountable, absolutely. The stark truth I feel in this case, though, is this doesn't affect... This specific mess-up by EA does not affect 99% of the FIFA player base. And so it's unfortunate, yeah, but at the same time, you know... It's not the it's not it's not the end all be all for majority of the people that play this game, or I even even think maybe the majority of our listeners. And I'd love to hear if that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Leave our likes on iTunes and tell me that I'm wrong. Five stars on iTunes and tell me I'm wrong. But that's my two cents on this one. 
I think we're talking about the entire game model, and that's why I think it affects anybody. But uh, probably move on from now. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on from it. It's it is what it is. The game is is set up a certain way. Um, we obviously wish we could change it, but all we can do is talk about it and hope they listen. Footballers is brought to you by the Foot Academy Patreon. If you're serious about getting better at FIFA and you want to have fun at the same time, the Foot Academy is the place for you. By supporting the Patreon, not only will you get ad-free podcasts, plus bonus material, you'll also get immediate access to exclusive tutorials, guides, tactics videos, and much more. So if you like the sound of learning how to dribble and taking advantage of space while playing Bielsa Ball, check out patreon.com forward slash footacademy and pledge your support today. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash foot academy. Content wise this week, no pun intended wise, we did get a player of the month in Bappe today and some cards from a St. Paddy's Day promo that is apparently still ongoing because I still have the loading screen on mine after 12 o'clock today. Uh, so we might get a few more things over the weekend. Perhaps, um, but that player of the month, Mbappe. If you rushed out to do player of the month, Messi, and emptied your club, you might be regretting it right about now. What do you think about it, Matt? Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. I think that this card's even way more useful than that Messi, and certainly of in terms of linkability and whatnot. Um, between French and, and Dutch this year, they seem to be the way that EA are, are certainly leaning their favour in terms of building the most interesting or, or most effective squads. And who who wouldn't like to have this card? I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. And this is from someone who's only used Mbappe on loan this year, so I would love to be able to to get this card. Unfortunately, Sweat. I've got about three point five million tied up in a ninety seven Maradona at the moment, so going to be difficult for me to to get my hands on this one but you know I'll just get good at the market and as EA say and maybe I can get it in time but um, yeah truly awesome card I would much rather have it over any of the player of the month cards that we've we've had so far and yeah that is going to see through to the end of the game no trouble whatsoever even if they do release a, a team of the season then Mbappe it's, it's going to be plenty good enough and a lot cheaper I imagine it's just whether you, you're okay with having 1.8 mil of coins tied up but uh Knowing how people like to do SBCs, I'm going to guess plenty of them will. So uh, go at it, boys. Enjoy yourselves. So if you were wondering what type of sweat subs on Mbappe in a managerial masterpiece, you now have your answer. It's Matt Lamborn. I do not think I can in any good conscience recommend that someone do this Mbappe Player of the Month SBC given his whatever man of the match it might be. So just keep that in mind, especially with team of the season rolling around, Matt, where I think you could be close enough to afford what the team of the season Mbappe will be. This year, I think more than ever, we're going to see a stark drop off a cliff around that, you know, Mm. what is it, late May Mm. period. I guess the argument comes down to just how much of the content that you're going to stick into this is is already untradeable in your club, because if it is, then you might as well. Well, you can convince yourself to do it if it's untradeable, right? If you're having to go out and buy all the players required to do this, and that's a, a very different argument, and I would lean towards lean towards what you're saying, Wise. But um, if you just so happen to have a shitload of 84, 85, 87s, and on and on it goes, 
that are untradeable and your club's sitting there doing nothing, or maybe even some other old special cards that you don't want anymore, then uh, maybe this is the the way to spend them because you know, we're not going to get too many like Mbappe team of the season cards in terms of uh, SBC content, I, I wouldn't have thought. But um, yeah, it would certainly tempt me if I had a squad that can ac- uh, accommodate this already. So um, it'd be interesting to see what people decide to pull them for there. But uh, it, it's definitely a cool yeah. card. I mean, it's got a nice dynamic image. The, just, the, the only disclaimer would be the opportunity cost of those 84, 85, 86, 87, 88 that you might use in the team of the season promotion coming up when we're going to have, you know, those packs and, you know, whether it be a SBC for a team of the season player instead or the SBCs for the given league team of the season packs. Of course, the other problem with it or potential problem with it is that it's left wing rather than striker. So, uh, People who like to get Neymar and Mbappe in the team are going to have one or two problems. We might see a lot of people lining up in the three-four-three just to get them both in. Yeah, I'd have to look at that and see what ninety-two Mbappe. If you lined him up at left forward on seven Kim, would it basically equate to the regular gold version of Mbappe? You know, on seven Kim versus ten Kim. But you know what that left mid or left wing Mbappe could potentially give you, right? Sweat? No. No, do not say what you're about to say, Hunter. It links to Mindy. No, my God. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. Oh, my gosh. You mean it links to Theo Hernandez? Yes. Ferlin Mindy. It's pronounced Mindy. No, no, no. Everybody, Theo Hernandez, say it with me one more time. As in Mork and Mendy. Who, Steve, who are half the people that you bring up on this show, my guy? You've never heard of Mork and Mindy? No, who the Who is that? What is wrong with you? It's, it's, it's where Robin... I've got a squad called Mork and Mendy. <laughs> there you go. I'll put, put every Mendy in the game into that squad. There's quite a few of them. It's, it's where Robin Williams broke into the mainstream comedy show. Man, I wish I knew that. I did not. Thank you for enlightening me on that one. But no, I didn't know that. Steve, you just revealed that we're, we're very old now. I, I watched all the reruns, Matt. Speak for yourself, mate. Oh, God. <laughs> me with That's that. not true. The fact that I didn't That's even know true. you were making the joke, the joke about the fact that it's Mork and Mindy... For all these American listeners out there that couldn't understand Steve's accent, that's crazy. Wait, it's Mork and Mindy? Yeah, it's Mork and Mindy. <laughs> I totally Googled Morgan Mindy. Morgan Mindy. Robin Williams played an alien called Mork from the planet Ork, and he met this girl from Earth called Mindy, played by Pam Dorbner, who was lovely, by the way. Probably not so much now, because she's probably 90. I don't know. It's sort of like Rick O'Henry. Is it Rick O'Henry? Or is it Rico Henry? Are you really bringing that up from last episode? St. Patrick's Day. Obviously, Rico Henry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, Rick the, the position change, I'm sure people will be upset about or excited about. But the situation that I find myself in looking at that card is I have untradeable Neymar at left wing, and I don't want to replace him with Mbappe. So, to me, it's decided. Don't do it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, Hunter. If you lined up in the 3-4-3, three, three, you could get two left-wingers in your team, so you'd still get them on 10 cam. Yeah, that's true. It's true. You make a good point, Steve. I'd have to look Generally. At generally, I do. Mm, debatable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hunter. I was going to say, speaking of left-wings, I mean, Jesus. Are anybody, did anybody get that McGeady yet? Not yet. I did not. That's the Silver Star one. He looks good. I, I The reason I was going to bring that up, because it's, 
it, this connects kind of back to just the point I made about people loving to hate on EA. I saw my Twitter feed, people were really upset that he didn't get just like a regular flashback and that they made him into a silver star instead. And like people wanted him to be like an 88 overall. But realistically, I think that this is even more valuable. Like I'd much rather have a League One silver star, men, or Magidi, because he'd be touching on the other silver boys. The only problem with it is, I mean, I'd like to mess around with him in my main squad, but because the SBC that they've given us is Doherty, who's right back, it's going to be incredibly difficult to get McGeady into a, a quote-unquote proper team on full camp. That Hendricks is a center mid, the Newcastle boy, so you could shove him off there, and then Connolly, the striker, is also from Brighton, so you have two Premier League links right there. Like I'm going to play Geeds next to a Newcastle player. Come on now. Oh, Char- you're right. Please. You're right. No, you're right. That was me. That was me. That was on me. That was on me. Why? Nice. Tough. <laughs> Tough. Just play Roy Keane instead. Oof. <laughs> God, five moments Roy Keane there. I'd rather play Hendrix. <laughs> he got that. Didn't he get that prime moment for kicking Holland's dad? Isn't that isn't that how that goes? I think that's what that one was. That's that's going back a few years. Yeah, he did. Yeah, in the, uh, in the Manchester derby, were you? Yeah, I was at that game, and from my vantage point, it didn't even look like a foul. That's how far Holland. away from the pitch I was. <laughs> Well, what about uh, the rest of the St. Patrick's Day promo? I saw they had some uh, objectives cards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that Hogan who what, is from Wickham. That's a nice... Uh, please tell me I'm saying that right. But that's a nice link to your Akin Fenwa. If you- it's pronounced Wycombe. It is? Okay, my bad. Yeah. Wycombe. 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 That's too much for me, boy. Okay. What on earth are you doing? You're going to get him to say something he does not want to say. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks for looking out for me, please. It's Wickham, right? I'm going to keep it as well. It is it's Wickham. Wickham. He's being an yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you, Steve? These don't expire, right? No, I think they're on the same basis as the um, all the other Squad Foundations cards. I think they're there pretty much for good. St. Patrick's Day Foundations. Managerial masterpiece. Um that's where you've been getting these at. And I just finished the, um, uh, what's the name of the Serie A player? Pastore. Pastore. I just finished Pastore this morning. And it was sort of a grind. I mean, the amount of sweat that goes on in managerial masterpiece with, with some of these guys, I don't, maybe I just haven't put the time in. But I came up against squads that had Ronaldo, Eusebio, and uh, like Werner coming in off the bench. It's like... Those players don't belong there. I know we already talked about this um, last week, but my point is what changed it for me is when I started using that what if Armstrong card. Has anybody tried him yet? No. Holy shit. I'm going to do a quick player review. (laughs) That card is just like my baby Puskas. He is like Puskas 2.0. His animations just seem different. He moves much quicker he wins the ball. Even if somebody tries to tackle him, he automatically gets right back on it. It's like it, the ball just magnetizes to him. He's quick. He's strong. Uh, I scored several headers with him. Outside the box goals, finesse goals. I mean, in that game mode, he was a man amongst boys. Uh, if you did that SBC, I'm not sure if he's still open. I don't think nope. he is. So if you did that one and you were also lucky enough to do Rooney, You've got some really good squad building possibilities going on for you. Well, he also links to, as, as Steve, I wish I could do his accent, the Blackburn 
Isn't that a perfect link to the Blackburn Pele? The Blackburn Pele, indeed. Bradley Dack. Blackburn Pele. Yes. <laughs> Who is himself a man amongst boys. Well, it would be if he wasn't ruled out with injury for the rest of the season. Poor old Bradders. Mm. But yeah, that's a great card. I, I love the Bradley Dack card. Yeah, he, for the listeners out there that might be think that Steve is joking, I'm pretty confident, what was it, two or three years ago, Bradley Dack set the record for like most goals and assists in a season in League One, right? Or something like that? Yeah, he was, he was an incredibly hot prospect coming through, really. He just sort of never failed to quite take off and ended up... Uh, I think, he, doesn't he do a reality TV show, him and his missus, I think? I was going to say he's too busy shagging reality TV stars yeah. now. He's got his priorities right. Yeah, probably so. Mm. Got Justin and Steve doing that in two years. I did, Those days are behind me, wise. <laughs> it's, it's about to shrivel up and fall <laughs> off at this point. Oh. <laughs> oh. God damn. God damn it. That went south fucking fast. Has anyone uh has anyone done the Pastore card? Oh, thank you. Um yes. Yeah, I've I completed it. I haven't got chance to, to use it yet, but I'm already imagining some interest in Argentine high res I can work that one into. It should be should be fun with uh, that Benedetto I did um, a couple of weeks ago and Dybala and I've also got 97 Maradona at my disposal, so the, possibilities. The high line work rates look interesting on it. I think he'd make a brilliant attacking midfielder for the 4-3-2-1 that we have in the Patreon. Mm, good shout. Yeah. Just making the runs forward, yeah. And as we all know, when the ball hits the goal like a bullet, you know, that's Pastore. I that was actually like really eloquent like that. Thank you, Wise. Moving on. After St. Patty's Day, we don't have really anything else to talk about since there's no new promos. My only prediction about everything we've talked about so far is all of this EA bullshit, all the the, the blunders and the fuck-ups on their part. Um, of course, Twitter's going to blow it way out of proportion. They're going to blow the doors wide open because they love to throw dirt on EA at every chance they get. But my prediction is we're going to get foot birthday next week and all of this shit is going to be forgotten as people will be starstruck with the likes of a possible Ronaldo and or a Messi, considering we didn't have either one of those in this previous Team of the Week. What do we think? Why did they leave those two cards out of Team of the Week? Wise. They've been really stingy with giving those two players special items over the past two FIFA cycles, I'd have to say. You know, FIFA 20 and FIFA 21. I don't know if they're worried about a power creep, but it harkens back to what we said with Steve is if this company, this company is geared towards making money and being able to entice people to buy FIFA points. And I don't know what they're thinking by not including at least one of those in a team of the week, because I'd love to see the analytics on that. I'm sure it causes the FIFA point spend to absolutely skyrocket. We're also at a stage where, you know, they got to make these team of the weeks more worth more. And I really wish they would have given us Messi or Ronaldo. Hunter brought up the fact that he thinks that they're going to be in foot birthday. I wouldn't be shocked either. Usually when, high-profile players are omitted from a team of the season, you can, or not team of the season, team of the week. You can bet your bottom dollar that they're coming out in a promo coming up. I bet that'd be the case with this. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a flashback Messi, kind of like what we saw with flashback Ronaldo, Mm. to entice people to get more involved in the game, you know, do some SBCs, try to clear up some of that fodder, because we are, you know, only a month and a half away, maybe a little bit more from this team of the season period. So 
EA, I think, are desperately trying to clear out clubs with of their SBC fodder levels so that they're, again, more enticed to buy packs at a certain upcoming period. The Ronaldo, I don't know. Maybe they give us like a left wing Ronaldo. I don't know. Does he have a left wing card this year, guys? I don't I don't know. I don't think he does. No, no he doesn't. Yeah, maybe they give us a left wing Ronaldo like the old days. Because if you if anybody out there remembers, he was pretty much always a left wing when he lined up for Real Madrid and a left wing in the FIFA for so long. So that's what I got. I'd, it's shocking to me, though. I'm surprised they didn't do it. Surprised they didn't add them both. So in the prediction of a flashback Messi, obviously they're going to do... If they did one, they would do it like they did Ronaldo and downgrade him in certain areas. But do we think he gets a stamina upgrade since he's going back to a younger version? What do we think, Matt? That would make sense. I think that's what they did for the the SBC Ronaldo um, flashback that they did a few weeks ago, right? Made him a bit faster, a little bit more high stamina, but toned down all the, the shooting and dribbling and the fun stuff. It was still a good guard. Um, they gave him plus one stamina. Big upgrade yeah, there. It needs to be a bit more than that, doesn't it, to be to be worthwhile. So, yeah, I'm curious as to what they come up with. I just wish that they would take Team of the Week a bit more seriously. I mean, generally, we've, we've critiqued EA throughout this game cycle for how bad Team of the Week has become, generally because it's over-reliant on what's happening in real life. And if nothing good happens in real life, then Team of the Week can never be a good thing. But then on a week whereby there's multiple stellar options and really hype up Team of the Week, they've decided to sort of squirm around it and not include them. So it's like, you can't win. You either be realistic or don't be realistic, but you, you stick to one and let the chips fall where they may, right? Part of the fun of Team of the Week is the anticipation of what's coming and being able to roughly identify who's going to be worth packing. And when you take that away from the community, it just leaves a, a bit of a sour taste in the mouth. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but you know we want to see really good cards in Team of the Week so we might actually have a, a chance of red picking a decent card for once in our lives and you know chances of us getting one are slim to none but we'd like to hold on to that slim chance on the less it's become a poor relation hasn't it really team of the week it's just you know pales in insignificance compared to the the big promos these days bit like mm. bit like the sort of embarrassing uncle that you have that comes around every year and tells dick jokes but every now and then it's just really funny you know Sometimes they get it right. I was going to say, do, do you have nieces and nephews? Is that you? Yeah. I, 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 if anybody's got any uh, dick jokes, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. and, and tell uh, us There we dick go, joke. Steve. Steve's adopting it. Steve's getting on that, that train. There we go. Oh, shit. Speaking of dick jokes, never mind. Um, we're going to move on into the uh, community question segment. First question that came in is from founding member Jason24. Says first, he's loving the pod, and he listens to it all the time on his way to work. Keep up the great work. Uh, what he wants to know is is about clubs like Manchester City and, and PSG, the amount of money that certain clubs have in football. Do we think that it's having a negative impact on the sport overall? What he asks, if you happen to be a rich football club owner in 2021, what would your dream world 11 be? We'll start with why yeah no i think that good question this this is uh, i think very applicable given the current circumstances with what has happened in the in certain areas of this foot scene at the moment but if i had access to any card that could be directly deposited to my account right now because i'm incredibly wealthy i would say 
Let's go with active players, no icons. Okay, I was, I, that's what I was going to quantify. I was going to quantify icons or not. Okay, so, you know, people, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there that would say just the team of the year, you know, just follow the team of the year. But I, I instead, actually, I'd like Oblock as my goalie. Hmm. Right back, trying to get past the bias of being a Liverpool fan. But I, I, I like Trent. Just depends what I want to do with my style of play. I'll I thought include, you were a Fiorentina fan. You should be picking Melqui. Dude, oh man, we're not talking about. He's Fiorentina. trying to remember all of his favorite favorite teams, Matt. Oh, I have that locked down, Hunter. If you want to ask me, but yeah, right, Malqui. That what if Malqui for sure? If he gets the upgrade, which uh, anybody out there that got suckered into that, Fiorentina is going to be conceding forever. Uh, center back. Uh, we'll run through this one kind of quick. Then I still like you know Ramos, Van Dyke if he's healthy. Theo Hernandez, because screw the other French left backs. Bruno Fernandez is oof, uh, and and in FIFA, he's such a sick card. I like, I do, I do like N'Golo Kante, but I might have to go with yeah, I'll go N'Golo Kante, but then I'll pick Malinkovic Savage just for the versatility mm. and the map meta that it comes with at sure. the moment. I know, right? It's such a shame that Salah's not good in FIFA. He's not bad. I know, but I'll I'll choose Mane instead because of the way he is in FIFA. I love Mane in this FIFA. Mbappe and Neymar. That'll be my that'd be my dream eleven of, of FIFA players at the moment. Interesting. I know. Try to be a little unique. Yeah. Mbappe and Neymar, very unique. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's a question of is it ruining it? I think it has ruined it. Um I think that money has become the master in football these days. And long gone are the days where um, you had much more competitive leagues where fans had a connection to their club because a lot of the players were local lads. That was always certainly the case with, with Sunderland, both clubs in the northeast, really. Certainly the uh, the big metropolitan areas, you know, all of them really, Liverpool, Manchester. Um, so I think it's killed that. You don't want to get me started on it, really, so we'll probably leave that there. Uh, my dream 11 would probably have Lee Burge in goal, Max Power at right back, Dion Sanderson, Luco 9 at centre back, and uh, the rest of the Sunderland team that won the Papa John's trophy on Sunday. Get in. How are you, the lads? Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Did they say away the lads in Sunderland? Did they say away the lads in Sunderland? Did they carry Colts to Newcastle? I thought it was just a Newcastle thing. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. If you if you have it, pull up a picture of uh, the Stadium of Light and look at what's written on the seats, Matt. Bad aids. How are you, the lads? Bye, bye, bye. Peter Reed's got a fucking monkey's eed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was on a high there talking about Sunderland winning a trophy, and you've just fucking wrecked it. Thanks. Thanks. No, hey, congrats. I hope you guys get. To, I hope you guys get promoted, and you can keep that Dion Sanderson kid because he looks really tight for a. A young Wolves prospect. He, he does look like a good player, but not as good as Luco Nine. Um, yeah, there's a nugget for people who follow proper football. Um, keep an eye on Luco Nine. That's a, that's a kid that's going places. places. You know where he came from before he was at Sunderland, Steve. Oh, you putting me on the spot. You maybe tried to make me say a, a, a bad word before. What I don't know what he was trying to make me say. But oh, of course, yeah, of course, he was at Wickham. Yeah, of course. Wycombe Wanderers. 
them. All right, Matt, we've given you enough time to think. Hit us with your <laughs> 11. <laughs> I, and I still can't think of if you want to pick. I'm really bad at doing these. Yeah, you can only, yeah only use Flaney once, and all of them have to be above 6'5". <laughs> Shit. Shit. Okay. Um, I honestly can't think of, of an 11 because I'm totally unprepared for the question because I've been busy today. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know that's a really bad answer. No. I, I apologise to you answered the question. I just can't think of... of I, I'm too greatly influenced by what, what goes on in, in foot these days and it wouldn't necessarily be accurate to, to real life. But all I would say is that I would very much want it to have Bruno, Kevin De Bruyne in it and Hall and leading the line. Let's just leave it at that. Everything, everything else is um, disposable and interchangeable. But th- those three are, are, are going to be... The, the key members of the team let's just say that 11 is a lot to come up with in fairness true it's more than 10 it's one more than 10 Reese it looks like what Reese Foot Gaming asked us Matt you'll have to be on the par for this one boy who are your okay. top 3 all time foot okay. players mm. that okay, you've played with, with that okay, I can do a bit better with that one yeah I can do a bit better with that one and I won't like bore you with 9 rated players and everything uh, okay, so first one would be Marcus Alonso's team of the season from FIFA Man, that seventeen. That was just unbelievable. Particularly if you played five at the back, it was just an incredible, like outrageous winger. It could bang them in from from all sorts of distances. I've actually got a, a video of me scoring a, a very mind-bending, cooling shot from nearly fifty yards with him on on YouTube. So I absolutely love that card. Um, Andy Carroll, I want to say it's FIFA 13 when he was a 74 silver. Absolutely unbelievable. And that was when, you know, crossing and heading was was a, a big thing in that year's game. And they probably absolutely killed it the following year. But that card was was unbelievable. At the silver level, it could still do damage at the gold level. But if you played silvers, it was just an absolute destroyer. And one more. Hmm. Let's see. I've always liked in the game... Crespo, for whatever reason. Just a, let's say an 87 rated Crespo is fine, not taking the piss too much. Um, it gets you about three quarters of the way through the game before you sort of need to, to upgrade it to something a bit bigger and better. But for the way that I play, he's strong, he's fast, it's got skills, four star, uh, weak foot as well, can bang them in from all sorts and finesse shooting. So, and I, I just love that era of striker in real life in general. So being able to sort of translate that over to ultimate team just works sweet for me so i'll go with those three very nice steve who's your top three well um my memory isn't my greatest asset i can barely remember what i was doing before we started the podcast but i would probably say the flashback zlatan that we had was that fifa 17 that was one of mine was that 17 or 18 Actually, no, he was, was it 19. 19. No, I was thinking it was more recent than that, yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very nice card. Um, I think FIFA players at that time were divided into two camps. There were the people that had done the Zlatan SBC and those that hadn't because it totally affected the way that you played. Um, second would be any Neymar of the past four or five years. Love Neymar. And third would be I... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I mean, it's very recent, but it's been a long time since I've used a card that I've enjoyed as much as uh, as Reindeer. Hainier, Rainier, whatever we want to call him. Um, he, 
No, he, he suits my play style so well. I, I love the way that he left stick dribbles um, and his finishing is lethal and he's just, just fun. Love him. Great card. I said the 87 that I inherited for Rainier went straight into an SBC. I fucking hate that card. Damn. Wow. I was going to say that the amount of games that I won off the back of Zlatan after bringing him on as a super sub, man. Oh, my gosh. Hunter. Oh, get the hell out of here, bro. Why? So I'll go real quick and give you my, my top three. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to FIFA 15, team of the season, David Luiz. That was a ridiculous card. Oh, yeah, those David Luiz CDM cards were fucking great. So, so good. Um, yeah. And forgot about that. the other two are from last year. Uh, Summer Heat Ribbery, absolute beast. And uh, Kevin De Bruyne, the team of the season. That card could do anything. 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 Don't get carried away, Steve. Stick to FIFA. When have you ever known me get carried away? So next question comes from Hawking. 1988. Hunter, when have you ever fucking known me get carried away? <laughs> Never, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apologize. Jesus. Hawking 1988 asks, with the increase of player picks for Weekend League Plus, is this due to a lack of engagement and players playing Weekend League? Do you think they will ever extend it by 24 hours moving forward? Realistically, most people have commitments, etc., to make playing 30 days over the weekend tough. By extending it by 24 hours, surely you would increase engagement and get more players playing, which as their main game mode is something they would want to keep people playing. I've been advocating for this for a long time. I think we've all discussed this at one point or another that why, why wouldn't they go Friday to Monday? It's, there's got to be a reason, uh, maybe with the, the server load or something. I don't, I don't know what they do with it, but... Um, I'm, I'm assuming we're all for extending permanently and definitely a four-day weekend league. I know I would play it more often. What about you guys? I think one of the... Jump in here really quick. I I think that they definitely started to hear feedback from the community about the rewards needing to be a little bit more juiced. I'm not sure if you know retention of that game mode is the issue, but I think that this is a way for them to kind of placate people that have been clamoring out for the fact that it is kind of a it is not efficient to play all of your weekend league games and so they've been maybe in trying to entice people or make people feel a little bit more rewarded i hope though that this is just their way of being like oh we don't want to rewrite the code to change rewards up this year so let's try to placate them for a year and then next year hopefully this is signifying a change to the weekend league reward structure that's an optimistic point of view but that's kind of what I am hoping for by them doing this with the weekly objectives. Hmm. What do you think? Um, Matt? I don't think it's something that they need to do to get people to play more weekend league. I think if, if, if you're into weekend league, you're going to do it one way or the other. And I think we're all generally accepting that the rewards of weekend league aren't up to snuff. They do need to be improved and just having a couple of extra picks aren't necessarily going to change that. They give you enough to do between weekend league and all of the stuff that's going on in the week. Uh, I don't think it's them struggling for numbers or anything like that. It's just something that they feel that they can be a bit more frivolous with at this stage of the game, giving away more informs essentially than they were do at the early stages of the game. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't see any ulterior motive in it whatsoever or any sort of air of desperation. It's just we're, we're getting to the stage of the game now where they can give a bit more away, knowing that people will spend their hard-earned cash to try and pack team of the season cards. So what goes on between now and then, they can be fairly generous with, I think. And, and I think that's all it is. The fact that they've done it two weeks in a row now just goes to show that they're prepared to just pep up those rewards just a little bit, but not enough to disturb the power curve uh, particularly. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Finish it off, Steve. I think there's a common misconception in the FIFA community that a lot of these decisions are made by somebody, that there's somebody sitting in an office in EA somewhere with a big bank of TV monitors behind them in a swivel chair stroking a cat, maybe with a monocle, saying, hmm, yes, what should we do now? It's, it's all driven by algorithms, you know, it's, it's, it's not human decisions, really. And if the algorithms show that the most efficient way of driving player engagement is by starting weekend league on Friday, finishing it on a Sunday, then that's what they'll do. Um, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of out of human hands, which isn't a very comforting thought. But, uh, yeah, it's, as far as I know, it's not a, not a human driven pro, uh, decision making process. So, uh, no, I, I think it's just, uh, I'm pretty much on board with what Matt said. I think it's just, uh, EA being generous because that's the kind of guys they are. Well. That about wraps it up. We don't have any more questions. We don't have anything else to talk about. But we will be back with you next week with, I'm going to go ahead and say it, Foot Birthday. Yes, yes. Hopefully enough, uh, Hopefully, a good promotion so we can get some more uh, buy, berry, borrow in the future. Absolutely. And, and not... Yeah, and it would just be nice for us to be able to talk about the good elements yeah. of Ultimate Team for a, a solid week, right? Let's be able to drop all the, the nonsense behind us. Hopefully, yeah, you don't drop any clangers between now and next week and we can all enjoy a, a good promo and get stuck into some gameplay. That would be nice for a change, eh? Pull the words right out of my mouth. I was just I was just thinking that. I hope we can just get back to playing the game. And, uh, and I may be wrong, but I think that we've managed to get through an entire podcast without saying the M word for the first time. Let's 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 stay like that. Mm. Just this once. I'm gonna give you this one, Steve. Hmm? I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give this one to you. I'm gonna let you have it. Thank you, Hannah. Because I like you like that, you know. I know you do. Not not like that, but you know. Anyways, Matt, where can people find you on the social media verse? Yeah, I'm at Lambo Matt with one T on the Twitters, and you'll find me in the Discord as at Mets Gaming. Say hello sometime, Steve. Where can people find you? You can find me at the underscore foot underscore hunter. Um, I occasionally do really bad streams on Twitch, which is uh, twitch.tv forward slash the foot hunter or something. Um, and you'll also find me badly hosting podcasts once a week. So that's that. No, I'm not having that. He, he is a phenomenal host. The rest is true, though. <laughs> Oh, he's, he saved me I from my mean it. It's so nice of him. He took his <laughs> airtime to plug my stuff. It's so great. He's selfless. Well, everybody knows where to find me. Ooh. Hmm. That that came off sounding more arrogant than it was intended. You to. Want to I, try I meant that, that it's been. I meant the point has been laboured. Is is what I was trying to say. Oh, it's been laboured. Can they find you on any other certain podcasts at the moment? They cannot. Um, I, I am exclusive to this podcast these days. Um, then they don't know where to find you. 
Very That's true. a good point. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to Matt follow me here. on Twitter. Matt's the real yeah, brains of this operation. The voice of reason. Yes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the foot coach. There we go. Why couldn't we just do it like that the first time? Because this is more... We've built a more dramatic tension. Because Jason's in his car and he's got to pull in the last five minutes to work and we needed some time to fill, Hunter. Jeezy Pete's good with the program, my guy. Uh, Yeah, Jason, this is for you. Sorry, Sorry, Jason. But we're finishing now, so put your foot down, okay? (laughs) All right, Wise, finish us off. Where can people follow you? On Twitter. Tweeted maybe one time this week, but at WiseFIFA, and that's Wise with a Y. I'm going to have to put alerts on for your tweets because I didn't see a tweet from you. Oh, you might have caught me. Maybe I'll tweet something at the end of this Manchester United AC Milan game. Ooh. Speaking of which, I'm going to go finish that. But until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Take it easy. Goodbye. give everyone a quick update on the new content as we recorded the podcast on Thursday before Friday that dropped quite a bit of exciting new cards to the database. Uh, you're talking Olivier Giroud, 90 rated, but extremely usable. You're talking about 6-4, 96 strength, 89 jumping, 99 heading accuracy, 86 acceleration, 83 sprint speed. Um, let's see, 80... Agility, 80 balance, and he got an upgrade to four-star skills. So this is definitely a card that I'm going to be grinding as a Chelsea fan, but even not a Chelsea fan, that is a great target man card you guys can be using, and I've heard good things about him so far. Now, this Olivier Giroud card is an objective card, so it costs you nothing but your time, so I would highly recommend everyone go out and do this card, if anything, just for the 90-rated aspect. That's great fodder, but it's also a great-looking card. Moving on to Rabio SPC, it looks like on PlayStation right now. He's coming in around 340K as of today, Sunday afternoon. Xbox, 328,000. Medium, medium, 6-4, three-star, three-star. Very well-balanced card. Uh, 77 balance, 81 agility, 79 acceleration, 84 sprint speed. Also another 6-4 midfielder. Somebody that's going to take up a lot of space. Somebody that's going to float around being medium, medium. He's not going to get too far forward. He's not going to be caught too far back. Somebody that you could really use, especially in the uh, the narrow four one two one twos. You could really get down with that card. So highly recommend going after that one. They released a whole slew of UCL cards, uh, Europa League cards. Um, none of them look too exciting. Um, you got a Pogba at left mid. Not exactly sure he's going to get it done for you at left mid, but everybody who listens to this podcast knows my feelings about Pogba. The, uh, the, the game engine just doesn't suit him. He just doesn't move well. He's not a very usable card, in my opinion. I've seen other people prove me wrong. I just don't enjoy it. Not like the days of old. Uh, the Orsic card looks really expensive. Um, 
but very well balanced. He could play anywhere on the pitch. Uh, the 84 version is going to cost you way less coins for only a minimum stat decrease. So have a look at that one as well. Enjoy the show, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.